0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Huskies On Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at vdon 300 and today I'm joined by DeKalb's own Jordan Gandy, cornerback for the NIU Huskies. Jordan, how are you today man? Great man. So we're coming off of a, a less than ideal performance but uh a crazy game, like it was almost like a video game watching that, it was like a video game score, but coming off of this week's loss, what are some things that you want to see cleaned up going into the, to the game against Ball State all next week?
1: I think that we've got to get back to uh, our basics uh, defensively, you know, stuff like the tackling. Yeah. Um, and executing the, the scheme are really non-negotiables for us. So we just got to get back to that. And, uh, I think we'll be fine.
0: And then Coach talked about uh, you know a lot of guys stepping up in big plays. Eleven people can only play at once, but at you know at any given time there was three freshmen, if not more, on the field. How do you feel the guys that were you know getting potentially their first or second start did out there at such a young age?
1: Uh, I think I think every everybody did a pretty good job. Uh, you know. Uh, it can be daunting, but that's what we, you know, go practice for. You know, mm-hmm. those guys are out there with us to practice every day. Uh, yeah. They're doing the same stuff as us. You know, they've been here since the summer. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're pretty much up to speed, and, you know, it's just a matter of going out and executing.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, the one, one like, general consensus about a Coach Hammock team is the best player will it, always play, possible? and you guys are very competitive yeah whether it's intra, intra-squad against other teams, whoever, you guys are always competitive. And one thing that he talks about a lot in the press conference is the compete team. So uh, do you have like a young corner, a young safety on the compete team that you kind of had your eye on that's been blown out? Um, for corner, you know, pretty much all of our guys, you know, Ty Miles, mm-hmm.
1: he, he's really coming along. Um, obviously, Bird, you know. Yeah, he got his first start, he yeah. He's a true freshman. He's, he's doing great. Um, and then Cyrus, you know, uh, all those guys. He's got the size, too. Yeah. He's,
0: like, 6'1", 6'2". Yeah. When you know, I saw a, that, because <laughs> they do, like, the little player cards, I'm like, that's yeah, that's you know, a good he, corner. He's a, he's
1: a big – him and Bird, really, are, yeah. are, are, are big guys, and they can move pretty well. They've all three, you know, come so far from when they got here. They just got to keep going, and, uh, you know, eventually, you know, they'll be ready, Bird, clearly. clear, yeah. He's uh, making plays already, so. I know Ty Ty and Cyrus have both played uh, special teams, uh, special teams aspects.
0: And Ty's one of our Georgia recruits, Mm -hmm. right? And Cyrus from Canada, right? So (laughs) the the range of Coach Hammock and. uh, I talk about 6-1 like it's 7-6, so for our listeners that don't know you, yeah, I'm very short, but it is what it is. Uh, being from DeKalb, what's it like playing at, at – or growing up in DeKalb? Because you said you're from Champaign, but, but growing up in this area and seeing what this, this team and this program means to this area, what's it like now playing for the Huskies?
1: Um, it, it, it's a cool experience, man. I, it feels like a, a sense of responsibility of, you know, some people uh, around the town know who I am. Um, my old uh, coaches or, or teachers or something. And even the players now on the
0: team, too, they probably look yeah, up to you. Yeah. And so, Cole, too. Cole Tucker and yeah, DeKalb. Absolutely. crowd.
1: So um, I just feel like, you know, I owe it to them and the people of DeKalb to give it my best uh,
0: because, you know, I was
1: here. During the Orange Bull years, yeah, you know, it's so, not uh,
0: that long ago. It was yeah, uh, well, it'll be well, a 10-year anniversary this yeah, upcoming year. So crazy. It, it's crazy how fast time flies. But, uh, I saw how the town rallied behind
1: those teams, and you know, uh I just want to bring that back. So.
0: When playing, uh, you play a dynamic position, a cornerback position. There's always flashy plays, pick sixes, stuff like that. Do you have a cornerback that you grew up like idolizing or modeling your game after?
1: Um, to be honest, man, I didn't start playing cornerback until my sophomore year of high school. What uh, other positions did you play? So throughout all the youth football, I was a running back. Okay. Um, and I never really played defense. And then, because I, I was fast. Yeah. So they just put me back and I used to just run around. Just run around people, yeah. And then uh, my freshman year of high school, I didn't play football because I was injured. Yeah. so my sophomore year I was kind of looking for a position didn't know what to do and then they just told me to go play corner and the rest is history um, yeah so after that really like now I watch a lot of NFL guys yeah um, you know obviously there's Jalen Ramsey I really like uh Stephon Gilmore and then you know I'm not I'm not the six one guy so I look at guys like Jair Alexander. Alexander on the Packers, yeah. Yeah, I think
0: he he's down for the year though, right, Alexander? I think um, he may have gotten hurt. I, I know he's been banged up. I don't know if yeah.
1: he's
0: down for the year, but that was a steal for them because I think that was like mid first round, late first round. But my dad's a huge Rams fan, and it's like, dude, Jalen Ramsey hits like I'd Reed and covers like uh, uh, Deion Sanders, so it's like he's a beast. Uh, so. Talk about the receivers and, like, the matchups that you have this week. They got, you know, they got a new receiver in Jayshon Jackson from Cincinnati. They had Justin Hall. their are running backs like a K-Mark, Clint. You know, he's a little bit of a bulldozer. But what do you expect from them offensively? Um,
1: you know, they're going to come out swinging. You know, from last year, those guys are great competitors. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be a competitive battle every play. Um, okay. You know, they have some size, some explosiveness, some speed to their group. Um, and we just got to be ready, uh, you know, for a, a four-quarter battle.
0: And then looking back on the season so far, you guys have played nine games. Do you have like a play that pops out as like your favorite play of the year so far? Um, I don't know, man. To be honest, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's all a blur too, because you're just so focused and locked in during the game. I'm
2: more.
1: I'm more. You know, thinking about the, the missed opportunities.
0: a perfectionist you got to respect that though because i mean especially in a game like uh like wednesday you're not going to see an offense that runs that level of plays i would have to go back and look but they probably (laughs) ran like 90 plays like that's just ridiculous but um going into this week's matchup what are you looking forward to most about because it's a rivalry game Mm -hmm. the bronze stock Mm -hmm. a chance to get your first you know crack at getting the trophy back here what's what's that mean to you guys uh you know we haven't had it in a few years,
1: and, um, you know, the older guys who have been here for a while uh, do a great job of preaching to us, and even, you know, we have coaches on, on this staff that are former,
0: former, former play, players. Yeah, Coach Moore and Coach, Coach Hammock, Hammock, yeah.
1: So so we understand, you know, it's a rivalry game. Um, you know, you grow up watching rivalry games. And, uh, this is kind of what you play for, and we got to go get that trophy back.
0: And then a couple more here, and then we'll wrap up. So... With everything uh, the way it went last year, you didn't really know what to expect this year, but to be sitting here in week nine uh, with everything in front of you, everything still on the table, what does that mean to you and what does that mean to this locker room? Um, man,
1: you know, last year obviously was, was pretty tough, uh, you know, and it could have been easy for a lot of guys to just – leave, yeah. Do all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we really stuck to it. Coach Junie got on after us, mm-hmm. you know, this summer. In this spring and um, it's just it's just very gratifying to to see our hard work um you know obviously the job's not done job's not done but, but it's paying off though. it's nice to to go out here and win some games
0: uh, i will say I, I do love seeing the coach juni height videos <laughs> and i hear he's like the dj after the yeah, games and all that yeah, stuff yeah. but uh final two what uh what are you majoring in and then uh where can we find you at on social media um so
1: i major in sport management okay know? love sports. So there we go. We got the same, same
0: little course catalog. Yeah, let's go. If you need help, in. I got you. <laughs> Appreciate
1: it, man. Um, but then on socials, uh, I believe I'm underscore Jordan Gandy, underscore
0: everywhere. Okay, so. perfect. Do you have any final thoughts ahead of uh, Wednesday's matchup against Ball State? Um, let's go get that trophy, man. Absolutely. I love to hear it. So this was Jordan Gandy, uh, NIU cornerback, and we will soon be joined by NIU wide receiver Messiah Travis. All right, everyone, we just wrapped up with NIU cornerback Jordan Gandy and now we're moving to the offensive side of the ball, where we're now joined by NIU wide receiver Messiah Travis. Messiah, how are you today? I'm going great, man. So this past weekend, you were a part of history, you know, rocky throws for – or this past week. I, my head's all <laughs> over the place with Max. You were so used to talking about football on the weekends, but you get it on Wednesday night. It's, it's just an extra bite. But talk about uh, the, the offensive performance. You guys had like six, 700 yards of total offense, like – 47 points, obviously you weren't able to get the win, but what's it been like to see this offense really grow into, you know, a high-powered offense week in and week out?
2: Uh, it's been amazing, just just doing what we had to do. Uh, Coach E has been doing great uh, with the play calling, and we've just been executing. It's all about just doing your 1-11. It's all what the coaches talk about, and just being able to be a part of the offense, the half powered offense that we have, just been amazing.
0: And then talk about a guy like Rocky. So you know, some weeks we run the ball a lot. Some weeks we are passing the ball 40, 50 times. What's it been like to see his growth this year, and then be a part of that as well? Uh,
2: well, it's it's been it's been cool. I mean, Rocky Rocky's the guy. Yeah, uh, it's Rocky's like a battering ram when he runs deep. too. Like
0: they're throwing him in there on fourth and ten,
2: and he's just mowing down linebackers.
0: Uh, I think that
2: also deals with practice. How we be having practice set up? Uh, just make it it just flowing. Like, yeah. Even though we have uh games where we just run the ball, we have games where the run game is not working. We got to pass uh pass the ball. It's just how practice is run and just make everything fun yeah. Like no matter what, we have a backup plan. Yeah. Like, one thing go down, then,
0: then the next one got to go up. It's
2: just like that next one me mentality. Like we always got a backup plan.
0: It was it was a crazy game to watch too on Wednesday because it was like if you blink you miss a touchdown if you blink there's another Trayvon Rudolph like 60 yarder you're getting like 20 or miles joiner and and it's been really good to see uh the growth of the team this so will you be considered? this will be your sophomore or your your third year here because there's like the extra year there's all that yeah
2: you can say this my third year but it's really your second
0: okay okay perfect so from the wide wide receiver position, we've seen so many greats, college, NFL. Do you have like a, a favorite player, and then do you have like who, who's your GOAT? I guess you would say. Uh, I don't have no GOAT, you could say,
2: but my favorite players is uh, I kind of related to my size since I'm small, fast. I kind of like relate to like Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's cool. go like the Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin was electric. Uh, yeah. So just. I just don't have, like, a safety receiver. I just, like, relate my game and try to, like, model my game after those.
0: Yeah, and, and those are shifty, quick receivers, guys like a, a Percy Harvin or, you know, seeing you get, like, end-around, slot stuff, take it for 20 yards after the catch, I can really see uh, the, the resemblance. So you're a Chicago guy. You're from um, from Chicago. You end up coming to NIU. How did you end up committing here, and what was your recruitment like? Uh, my re-
2: recruitment –
0: kind of started slow uh
2: I think it was after because I transferred I had to settle my sophomore year in
0: high school you transferred
2: yes okay so I started off at Harper high school on my freshman year played a season there and then left like second semester of my freshman year going to
0: uh Slurio Academy yeah I saw you went to Slurio I actually played a couple semi-pro games up there <laughs> like the Illinois Cowboys and Midway Marauders so, um uh, <laughs> You know,
2: it's, like, going into, like, that sophomore year and then the summer going to your junior year, that's when, like, the recruiting process starts. Yeah. So, me not playing at my sophomore year, it kind of, like, slowed it down. So yeah. once my junior year came, that's when I really had, like, to, like, just do what I got to do. I had that little breakout year. Um, I feel like my recruiting process started when I played Phillips. Um, oh, that's a
0: big school in Chicago, right? They're, like, a nationally ranked team, right? Yeah so playing like big time schools
2: like Phillips and Simeon and doing what I had to do there really started my recruiting process and um like with the NIU situation it was uh Rod Carey that came in and talked to me that one that gave me the offer. uh my the security guard there at Salorio he had a close relationship with uh Melvin Rice before Mm -hmm. he left so uh he used to always come up there, uh, talk to me and stuff like that, because they recruited me as a DB.
0: Oh, you got you got good hands. That's why you see, play. That's why you they, run routes instead they, of covering. They, they,
2: they recruited me as a DB, and and I was like thinking like, if I come here, like, can I play receiver? Like, yeah, is it the chance that I can play receiver? And then he was like, we can see what we can do. But other than that, like, I've been being, being, being recruited by. Uh, Mac schools, just yeah, just a lot of Mac schools. Uh, since Quincy Patterson was there, he brought in more schools like Penn State, Ohio State, and, you know, other power Fast schools. But most of them was like, Come to my camp,
0: like, yeah, Come yeah, to the camp. take a flyer and yeah. be one of the 400 people that we want to see work out and we're going <laughs> to offer one. Yeah, no, that's they, that's, they that's was, terrible.
2: Yeah, they were telling me to go to a camp, because I guess I didn't have enough fam yet to like actually show my ability, yeah. So, um I mean, I, I went to a couple of caps to help out, you know, my recruit process. Uh, yeah, I got a little, little text back, but it wasn't really much. Yeah, It was really, like, down for me. was was uh, NIU in Western Michigan.
0: Yeah, You got to stay home. You got to be an Illinois guy <laughs> if you're from Chicago, right? Like, you were born and raised in Chicago, yes. right? Yeah, so. So,
2: uh, Coach Lou, that I, I remember to this day, yeah, that's my guy, too. Coach Lou was the one that uh, – recruited me at Western Michigan. Yeah. He to, he was a one. He used to always come up there, talk to me and watch me work out. And he, he I just he hey he was just like one of those guys like, hey we can our number one athlete on board and all this <laughs> stuff. But just that that feeling and like I can't go so well and, and ball out somewhere else. I gotta ball out at home. Yeah. And I just told us to stay here.
0: Yeah, what's that like for you? So, like, I talked to Jordan. Jordan's from DeKalb, but you're from Chicago. It's still a town – or it's town. it's the biggest city <laughs> in Illinois. That's terrible. What am I doing here? But it's it's not far from here. So, like, if your family wanted to come and travel to the game, it's only about an hour. What's it like to to be able to have family and friends so close to where you play? Well, it, it's – just. I mean, you got to get used to it because, like, all the high school,
2: my parents they, and friends and family, like, cousins and all that, they always came out and supported me. So – just by them having to like come down here and watch me play college ball, it's kind of like another thing to me. Yeah, Since I'm, you know, it's got to mean a lot. Yeah, yeah, it means a lot. But you
0: know, they always
2: be there, no matter if I'm
0: playing, no matter if I'm not playing, no matter if I'm hurt yeah. or
2: whatever. They always there to support me.
0: That's good. Husky Husky fans for life. We're we're building relationships here, and and you guys are playing some really good football, so I asked Jordan about it. Obviously, last year wasn't great, but you guys have been able to put together a really good season. You're 6-3 and on the year, and everything is in front of you. You guys still have an opportunity. Well, you already clinched the bowl. You're bowl eligible now, so that's already out of the way. But you have an opportunity to still play for Detroit. What does that mean uh, this season specifically coming off of, you know, how bad of a season last last year was? Uh,
2: The quick turnaround was a shining. Um, you know, going on 6-0, six being 63, like we really didn't know like or just expect. Yeah, what to expect what this expect year, see, yeah. Like, coming into the this following season. So just about us, me and 63, just – it's a shock all of us. And we just got to keep going.
0: Yeah, one one week at a time. So and yeah. I think that's like one of the best mantras that, or mottos that this team and Coach Hammock has is to go 1-0 and each 1-0 week.
2: What
0: – yeah we get in trouble sometimes when we ask i, I always ask dorky questions i don't know i got to work on that but from uh from a like a niu standpoint so you still have a couple years left here what are three things that you want to see yourself accomplish before you leave i mean uh win championships yes
2: win bowl games yes The benefit it's since they won a bowl game here and just like uh just like individual goals like conference like first team all man all-conference, just, you know, a little small the team, individual goals, um, not a major, uh, school-wise, just finished with a degree. You get
0: that degree. What yeah. are you majoring in? Uh, sports management. All of that, let's go. I'm doing the grad school program <laughs> right now. I really <laughs> like those classes, and they always say school's a whole, mu- whole much more fu- a whole lot more fun when you're interested in the stuff you're learning about, and learning about sports is always fun. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah,
2: since I would play football, yeah.
0: you've got, you got to love well, you got to learn the business side because you can't. You know, yeah, eventually, uh, you're going to be 40 or 45 years old. You can't play. <laughs> you know, your whole life. Yeah, but I'm uh, taking a lot of uh, marketing
2: classes related to sports, so
0: you could. Uh, you could. I think it's uh, Lamar. Lamar Jackson is represented – or no, his mom represented him. But there's a couple players out there like Richard Sherman that represent themselves. So it's like could could go that route. It's like if you get to the league, you, you don't, mind, don't have to. You don't, you don't have to cut that it. guy. <laughs> yeah, three percent on a on a couple mil is a lot. But but um. So, looking towards this game, what's, uh, we'll wrap up here soon, but what are you looking forward to most about this game being a rivalry game? It'll be your first opportunity to get the bronze stock and, honestly, one of the coolest trophies in college football.
2: Well, to me, just going in there out with the math set, it just – we gotta really get the trophy. Back. Um, I don't really got a lot to say, but I just – just we got to win. Yeah. That's all that's, that's in my head right now. Find a way to win. Find, find a way to win a football game. To go one and though every week. And this week, find a way to bring the trophy back to the cat.
0: And then, and then here's one. So this will be more like a commercial, I guess you would say, or an advertisement. But why should I know you fans be at the stadium? It's going to be cold this week, but this week, why, why should they be at the stadium this week to watch you guys? It's a Super Bowl game. Oh, let's go. It's
2: a Super Bowl <laughs> game. It's a way to bring the trophy back. And hey, it's a, and we don't know. it would probably be the way to clinch the MAG division, the Mac West division, and you probably see us in Detroit. Yeah, we will be in Detroit. So, hey, just
0: come out, support
2: us, and come for the show. Enjoy the show.
0: Absolutely. So, with that being said, one final one where can our listeners follow you at on social?
2: (laughs) I'll really be on social media like that. But uh, on Instagram, y'all can follow me at Saya underscore HQ. Twitter, you can follow
0: me at underscore Travis84. Perfect. Well, you heard it from him, Messiah Travis himself. You heard his goals. You heard his expectations for this week, for the rest of the season. And uh, one. I guess I got to sneak one final, final one <laughs> in. I'm going to sneak this one in because I, I asked Jordan this one as well. But compete team, who's a, who's a young receiver that maybe hasn't played yet that, you know, we could expect to see over the next couple of weeks that's going to make an impact? It's 91. It's all of Too much ammo? It's too much ammo. Okay.
2: Mason, Tyler Brugner. Isaiah Braggs, Alex Croft, Trey uh, Erwala. Yeah, I've seen him a couple of times so far this yeah. year. Yeah, I, I, hey, our young receiver core is going to be nice.
0: Perfect. It's not just one. It's all of about- them. And you guys all are young. You still have a lot of time left in your career here at NIU, and I think that's one thing that uh, the fan base is really excited about is the fact that they're seeing that you guys are seeing the success this quick into the turnaround because, like you said, you graduated in 19, a lot of players in 20, and some in 21. So there's only a couple old heads on this team. But <laughs> any uh, any final wrap up thoughts here before I let you go? No. Nah. Go Huskies. Oh, let's go. He beat me to it. So today on uh, the interview portion of the show, we were joined by NIU cornerback Jordan Gandy, as well as NIU receiver Messiah Travis. On the other side of this episode, we will go ahead and preview the Ball State game, but we got nothing else for you guys. And go Huskies. We want to thank NIU wide receiver Messiah Travis, as well as NIU cornerback and DeKalb native Jordan Gandy for joining the show this week. Coming to you live after a Friday night shift, I I wasn't able to get everything done uh, before I left for work, but edited down the interviews, figured get get my portion done here at the end of the night, put it out. You guys will probably be able to hear this over the weekend. Uh, If if you are listening over the weekend, we appreciate the support, the early support, but uh, this will get posted Monday afternoon. And the game is on Wednesday. It's a home game. Uh, we got Ball State battle for the bronze stock. Haven't had this trophy here for a few years. Last year was a heartbreaker. A uh, really good game, game that went down to the wire and a hard-played game by our team last year. But a whole bunch of new faces on this team this year. Um, Ball State, a lot of the same faces. Still got Drew Plitt. Still have Justin Hall. They added Jay Sean, Jax- uh, Jay Sean Jackson from Cincinnati. He's a Chicago native. I actually, uh, I played semi-pro with like his uncle or something like that. So I, I heard a lot about him before uh, he ended up at Ball State. And then obviously the name rang bells and I know who the kid is. He is actually a baller. Uh, and then obviously <clears throat> Ball State plays a tough brand of defense. They don't give up a lot of points. They have a really talented safety in the secondary by the name of Bryce Cosby that you can anticipate to make some plays out there on Wednesday. Um, obviously with the loss, we allowed everyone to creep up one game in the standings, but at the same time are still at the top of the standings. So it is what it is. Like you can't win them all. It's a very tough conference. There's a lot of parody in the conference and there's like these one-off years where like, you know, Western Michigan goes to the new year's sixth bowl game, or we go to the orange bowl where a team is that dominant in the Mac, but every, every year it's, you know, maybe the best teams nine and three, and maybe the best teams 10 and two, but not like that 12 and 0, 11 and one. That that hasn't happened. And it doesn't happen every year in a conference like this. There's too much parity. and there's too much good competition. Um, I was able to sit in on the press conference today with coach hammock and with the players. And they're already, you know, they're a very one week at a time team. And, as close as the loss was against uh, Kent state, it's already behind them. They're already on to ball state. Coach Hammock said that he looked, you know, he really does look forward to practice tonight. I'm sure they were really getting after it. This was earlier, obviously that I was there. They do the press conferences Friday afternoon. So first uh, real practice of the week is Friday night for them. And coach always talks very highly of what happens in practice. So they have very competitive practices uh, and two, like, people earn starting jobs in practice. There was three freshmen that earned starting jobs in practice on the defense last week, and they were able to get their first starts on defense. So you love to see the level of competition uh, within the squad. You'd love to see the way that they compete against other teams and just the way that they have been composing themselves throughout this year. Um, Coach Hammack talked about how last week's game was a competitive game on both sides of the ball and that the team competed extremely hard, but, there's still stuff to that you know. There's still stuff that needs to be you know corrected, but there is still a lot that they can build upon. I mean, you look at a game that your team throws for over 500 yards, and it's crazy that we look at it like it was a bad rushing game. But they still had over 100 yards rushing. They may not have gotten what we normally get in a rushing game, but or in a regular game rushing the ball. But it it's been. A, a wild, not a wild ride, but it's been a an interesting ride. Just seeing the different ways that this offense can beat you, and now, now that we're nine games into it, now we're six and three. I think like no matter what style of game that they play, and Coach Hammack really elaborated this on the in the press conference no matter what style of game that they play, whether it's a, uh, you know, grind it out poor weather game where they got to run the ball 40 times, or they need Rocky to go and throw for 500 yards and three touchdowns and, and lay it all out on the line for the team. I know they didn't win this week, but they played at a high level. And this is the, this is like my para quote from him, but he said, we had new guys stepping up. We had three three true freshmen start because they earned it. Those guys played at a high level and the ability to play whatever style of play we need to, to, at this point in the season, we have that ability. We are going to do whatever it takes to win, whatever style of game it turns into, we can play. You must be ready for whatever action throws at you. And we have many different ways that we can beat you. So that's like kind of like my paraphrase of what coach Hammock said. And Another one, too, uh, they were talking about, you know, Trayvon Rudolph was a walk-on, and coach put it like this. He said, if you evaluate talent properly and help players develop, they can be great players on on this campus, and you're seeing that week in and week out with the walk-on players and with the players that have earned scholarships that are all making plays. I mean, a very young team, a team that by the time all these players, you know, when I'm when I'm like thirty and these guys are all like seniors, they will have won more than one MAC championship. Knocking on wood. But the freshman class of will say 2020 and 2021, those two classes. I'm guaranteeing we'll have at least more than one appearance in the Mag championship because the way that they've built this team up with the depth, with the amount of quality athletes that they have, and they pick from all over the country. And as you heard earlier from Jordan Candy, uh, Cyrus McGarrell from Canada. So there's great athletes all over this team and it's, it's a work in progress. Like they aren't a finished product yet but to see them being as successful as they've been this year at six and three controlling their own destiny right now, I have nothing but great things to say about the direction of this team going into this week. It's going to be, it's not going to be like last week. It's not going to be like 52 to 47. This game will be like, it could, it could get into the thirties. I think, I think uh, high twenties, low thirties, maybe one, you know, the winning team gets to 40, maybe first to 40 wins, something like that. But it's going to be a slower tempo ball state. They like to control the clock just like we do. And I think we're going to get back, not necessarily get back to running the football completely, but right now there is no status on Rocky Lombardi for this, for this upcoming game. And I mean, we would hope that Rocky's available to play. That's our guy, front of the program. Absolute beast. NIU single-game passing yard record holder in his first season, like nine games. It only took him nine games, and three or four of them you can't even throw in there as, like, uh, like qual- qualifying games because you just didn't, you didn't throw enough passes to even qualify for it. But in his games where he's thrown, like, 25, 30, 40 passes or whatever, which haven't been many, it's always been fireworks. It's always been great. And and it's been, especially last week, it was getting different people involved guys like Messiah, Travis, guys like Tristan Tavis, guys like Miles Joyner, Cole Tucker was back last week. So seeing how this offense is going to work in this upcoming week with, you know, whether or not it's a, I wouldn't say like injured Rocky, but, uh, a less than 100% Rocky or a combination of Ethan Hampton and Dustin Fletcher. We don't know. We won't know uh, until Wednesday. And yeah, I, I wish Rocky a speedy recovery. We really don't know what the injury was. It looked like it was a concussion and if it was a concussion, there are certain protocols and stuff that keep players out for their safety uh, in order to get them back on the field at the right time. So something you absolutely cannot push the, uh, the button on or push the issue on. So if we have to go without Rocky on Wednesday, I would expect more of a full dose of the run game. But if you listen to our conversations with Coach Hammock at the beginning of the season at Mac Media Day, he talked a lot about how competitive Ethan Hampton was throughout the year. Rocky Lombardi's talked about it. Clint, you know, I, we've had people on the show that have talked about the type of competitor and the type of athlete that Ethan Hampton is. No, I'm not saying he's going to be able to come in and do the things that Rocky does, but it's not going to, it's not going to be like they're going to have to training wheel this offense. Like I'm a hundred percent confident that if, that if ethan hampton is the guy that has to go against ball state or if dustin fletcher is the guy that has to go it is one because rocky obviously cannot play and two they have the utmost trust in those players to go out there and make the plays tyrese richie i don't know the status of his injury uh coach hammock did say that both players are doing well today though i do i do recall him saying that that both players are doing well, but I obviously no strict, you know, they're very strict about injuries and rightfully so. So we won't find out until, until game day or when the players come back. Uh, I think a good way that we found out this past week was like Cole Tucker did like a little GIF, like guess who's back. And he played really good. I think he had like four catches for 60 yards. So I saw Devin Lafayette do the tweet like that a couple weeks ago with a date attached to it. I think it was like November 29th. Hopefully we can get him back for some postseason play if he's available to do so. And it's it's not going to be too much of a risk for him long-term because Devin Lafayette is an absolute beast in the back end of that defense. But, but going into this game, I think it's kind of hard to gauge right now what this team is going to need to do to go out there and win this game. But as you've seen over the last few weeks, the offense has found a way – to become more balanced and to no matter what, get points. Both of our kickers in Cannon Woodle and John Richardson, who's being nominated for the Luke Rose Award, I believe uh, this season are quality kickers, but we want to finish drives with touchdowns. And they showed that last week. There was quick strike drives. There was long drives. There was everything in between. So trust the way this offense, will perform regardless of who's under center as a, as the best way i guess i could put it um another way i could put it is rocky's a tough sob and the only way he's not playing in that game on wednesday is if he literally cannot play and that's just the way it's going to work like that's that it is what it is uh, you see that guy take hits and get up and keep fighting all game long and if he's able to play on wednesday you bet your bottom dollar that he's going to be out there cuz that's our quarterback but if not in ethan hampton we trust in dustin fletcher we trust in this run game we trust and we need to find a way to almost i don't want to say like we have to have those like that that like type of time of possession game but we don't want to have the defense in a position where they're vulnerable because last week was a bad performance. Uh, Like I said on the podcast, I hadn't anticipated they would have another performance like that. And Kent state really hadn't performed like that offensively, at least consistently to where I thought that it was going to happen to us. And the game started super slow. It was seven, nothing at the end of the first quarter. It was seven nothing, and they scored ninety-two points in three quarters. That's some action for you. You, <laughs> the game went zero to one hundred real quick, and it you know it, it was what it was. But this offense is going to try and wear you down. I called him Kmart Clint earlier on the show. It's his name is Carson Steele. He's a freshman running back. He's like two twenty, a little bit of a load. I watched uh, a little bit of the Akron Ball State game this past week. And just the way he runs the football I, should be something that the linebackers key in on and make sure that they are wrapping up because tackling has been an issue for us over the last few weeks. And the last thing you want to see if you're you know on a bad stretch, tackling is a, a back like this. So wrap up, make sure you hit him low, make sure we get him to the ground and don't let him get extra yards after contact. Quarterback position, one of the best in the MAC. Drew Plitt he has been their quarterback for a couple seasons now and part of the you know main reason why they were able to win the MAC championship last year obviously he was their quarterback but he has weapons like I said Justin Hall, Jay Sean Jackson and then uh, Tyler Yohines so Yohines and uh, Hall we saw last year Jackson we did not but like I said Jackson is a playmaker. He has 39 catches, 485 yards, and two touchdowns on the year. All three of their top receivers have a catch of over 25 yards with Jackson and Hall, both having one over 40. And, yeah, they got guys with 75-yard receptions, 34-yard receptions. And the way that we were playing last week with the man coverage and – just leaving our corners out on islands. I don't know if that's the attack to go at ball state again with this week, because as much as I do love our players and our cornerbacks and our secondary members, you want to put your players in the best position to win and putting them in man coverage in big downs. Like, you know, I know you got to send pressure. I know you got to blitz. I know you got to do all that. I'm not trying to be the coach, but at the same time, I still feel like we were in man coverage in way too many big spots in the game and we're getting absolutely torched last week. So we need to be able to get these guys in positions where they're able to make plays on the ball, where they're not letting the ball get in over their head and where maybe we can create some turnovers. Uh, We don't have a lot of turnovers on the year, but turnovers would be big in this game. And then two punts field position field position, time of possession. It's going to be a weird game. It's going to be a matching game. It's not going to be last week's game. There's not going to be 99 points this, this upcoming game. I promise you that, but it will be 59 degrees. We got some actually good weather here in DeKalb 57 Sunday, 63, Monday, 64 Tuesday. Why couldn't it be uh, 63 or 64 on uh, on Wednesday, but they, uh, they should have good weather. It sh- they should be ready to roll for a good game. And to be honest, like, I can't wait to get back out there. I got two more home games as a student. I graduate uh, a month and five days from today. And I'm really excited. I've worked really hard for this. Uh, I'm an old guy. I'm older, <laughs> I'm, I'm older than uh, everyone I've interviewed. I'll have you know that. But, well, not coaches. But I – I'm excited for what's next in my journey in the sports world. And I still will be uh, doing basketball coverage, like I said. So the podcast, the, the show must go on. The podcast will go on, but I won't be as hands-on as it is during football season. As you guys know, as football is, is my main sport, but I still uh, want to shine light and get get out and cover the basketball team as much as possible. But this is a big game. Uh, I really want to see fans in the stands for this game. I know it's tough with Max, and I know in the middle of the week, it's weird, but you have a first place football team. You have a team that's playing a rivalry game in your own backyard. Find a way to get out, even if it's not for the whole game, just for a few quarters or a quarter or half, whatever. But we need to create an environment that, creates a little bit of havoc for ball state. And we absolutely have to find a way to win this football game. Uh, With that being said on the offensive side of the ball, my key player is going to be Jay Ducker Um, with the question mark at the quarterback position. Obviously we won't know until the night of uh, the two deep depth chart was not available on the game notes may find out between the time I record this and the time it gets released, but That's not really uh, like my MO. That's not my, it's not my speed. Like if Rocky's injured, he's a friend of mine. Like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, Rocky Lombardi's not playing this week. Like you will find out on your own accord. And when the news does get released and when it gets released, if he can play, you'll also find out on the reverse end of that spectrum. So just stay patient. Uh, Trust the athletic training staff of this team And hopefully uh, we'll be able to see two of our stars this week. But as I've said, and as is said in the press conferences, that's information that does not get released. So I'm going to have to wait for game day, Uh, but that doesn't take away from what we're going to need from Jay Ducker, regardless of if it's Rocky or if it's Ethan Hampton. So with that being said, uh, Jay Ducker, he had a slow week, he only had 100 yards this last week So Jay Ducker gets back over 150, I think he records two touchdowns And I think he really helps us move the sticks and control the clock in the time of possession game Jay Ducker's been playing some phenomenal football On the defensive side of the ball I think, uh, I think you got to turn to your veterans in, the, in this game And turn to someone that's been there before, has seen what this defense looks like when it's firing on all cylinders and that's Lance DeVoe. I want to see a 10 tackle game from Lance and I know we're going to get it. Uh, Lance is a tackling machine, but I just want to see better play from the defense. And I think that starts with a guy like your leader stepping up and having a breakout performance. And I expect Lance to have a great performance. Carson Steele doesn't stand a chance, uh, but Special teams, uh, it's going to be a John Richardson affair, I will say. Uh, we we want a perfect game from John Richardson. And when I say perfect game, if you're a listener of this show, you know what that means. Extra points, no misses. Field goals, no misses. Kickoffs, all inbounds or all touchbacks. And outside of the Wyoming game, uh, and, you know, he missed a 51-yarder this last week, but that's – longer than his career long. And he wasn't that far off. He was accurate enough, but I don't think it was necessarily his fault that that field goal was missed. We miss out on an opportunity to grab some more yards before the field goal was kicked. That's the way I look at it, but the kick was still missed. I'm just being a dork, but yeah, I want to see a, a big game from John Richardson. Obviously you want to finish this game with touchdowns, but field goals points of all sorts are, are equally as important and we need to find a way uh, to control this game with field position. So maybe some some booms from Matt Ferentz when he uh, gets inserted into the game. But score prediction, like I said, it's not going to be no 52-47 like it was last week. I think this is a 31-27 game. I think this is a game that we come out victorious again, although we didn't win last week, so I don't know why I said again. We restart our winning streak this week, 1-0 this week. And then we're on to Buffalo and then the last game of the season, Western Michigan. It flew by. It honestly has, but I I think they get this one 31 27. We need the defense to really uh, right the wrongs from last week. And we need the offense to find a way to win a football game, regardless of who's out there. And if you know anything about this team, Regardless of who out there, who is out there, you're gonna get this team's best shot. And we might see some new huskies making plays on on uh, on Wednesday because you know those there's a lot of young receivers that that may get opportunities and on the defensive side of the ball too. Remember, Coach Hammock, he talked about it this week in the press conference, the three new starters on defense. So this is a team that is is consistently and constantly changing looks and, and giving new players opportunities so i look forward to seeing uh the two deep jeff chart whenever i get a chance to uh just to see what what's going on for this week but get out to the game like i said uh get out to fatties before the game or after the game obviously for your your uh your tailgating needs go get some dinner go get a couple of drinks and obviously it's warm it's uh it's warmer than sitting in the back of the u-haul i will say that so Definitely get over to Fatty's before or after the game, and get out to Husky Stadium for this game. But we got nothing else for you guys. This was Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by Octap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300, and you can follow our main accounts at Huskies on Tap. I really do appreciate everyone for listening to this episode. Let's find a way to win a football game. Ball is not a state. And we'll see you guys out there on Wednesday really and don't. go husky. Yeah. I got
2: dreams on
1: living left in the kitchen whipping magic. I got dreams on living left in the Bye.
2: kitchen with magic. Bad bitch bad heads. We got London on the track. A I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. Heart so they put me overcoming with it. They took my heart away. Heart, heart away.
0: Heart away. Yeah. Heart away. Jump in it hard.